1: Welcome to another episode
2: of Pit Lane Parlay. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I'm your host, Mike Jochum. It's F1 Trivia Week led by the Frenchman Michael Goodyear, and joined today by Mr. Denevsky and Mr. Hickey, and we're going to be competing against each other. I can pretty much guarantee you now I'm not going to win, so I'm expecting Matt and Christian to run away and leave me in last place by far. Let's dive right into it guys. We've got Jeopardy style again, like we did for IndyCar. Uh, Frenchy, why don't you introduce the topics and we'll we'll jump right into it.
3: Sounds good. So I've got a couple different categories today for you guys to compete on. Um, the first one is Track Facts, which just basically deals with F1 circuits. Um, Hall of Shame, which I guess you can kind of guess what that is, just basically embarrassing tidbits of trivia. Um, that the drivers and teams would probably be a little bit ashamed to, you know, recall or recollect. Um, back in the day, I couldn't really think of a name, so I think that's just like the origins of things that I was finding in my research. Overlooked and obscure. That's some weird stuff that I'm hoping you guys will know. Um, and then out of the ordinary is more like more or less records and um, stuff that happened only once or twice. It was very notable in F1. And most of these questions focus on, I'd say probably from the early eighties to about the introduction of the halo. Cause that's sort of my wheelhouse of looking back at F1 history. So I guess I knew some of this stuff, but then I went back and did some research and hopefully you guys will enjoy these questions.
2: Yeah, I'm in trouble, but Dinevsky, since you are the guest of guests here, I'll let you pick the first topic.
4: So, quick question before we get going: Do I have to answer this in Jeopardy style?
2: Oh, of course.
4: Okay, I just wanted to confirm so that way I don't get docked for 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 not doing so. Yeah, um, I get
1: that. Uh, can no. you lose points? Because then host is probably should just not answer for the entire time.
2: That's mean. I, it's very hurtful. I,
3: I have some questions that have I think some of the five hundreds have two answers to for you to get the full five hundred points uh like it's a two-parter but i didn't think about if you could lose points so that's up to you guys the contestant i guess
2: i mean i'm gonna say no because i'm bound to be in last place but i will accept losing points for because i think that's how real jeopardy works so it's it's cool i'll I'll wear my last place badge with honor
3: So right. good then i'll keep that uh in mind while i'm doing this and scoring and your score should show up on the screen uh, i was doing yeah. some practice runs so i think it'll work
4: Okay, so I guess I'll just start off, you know, go big or go home. Let's do track facts for 500.
1: Oh, my gosh.
4: <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we're onto something or if we need to scale it back right off the bat.
3: Okay, so this circuit has been the site of the most first-time winners in F1 with nine different drivers having scored their first win here. The last occasion was in 2004.
4: How do I uh, – I'll, I'll answer it, um, <laughs> I guess, but – I also don't know if this is certain. Um, let's
3: go with what is Monaco. You got it. Wow.
1: Right, let's
3: go. No, truly, nine different winners over the history, and yeah, truly was the last one. So, five hundred points on the board for Christian.
2: Look at this fancy Jeopardy setup. This is high high class.
3: Until I do something like that, right? Oh, there we go. It works. Okay.
4: All right, let's go with track facts for 400.
3: So this track is the location of the hottest F1 race on record with air temperatures of 108 degrees Fahrenheit or 42.5 degrees Celsius. (laughs) Beep. I don't know
1: what to to do. Uh, What is Bahrain?
3: Correct. I would have gotten that one and I got nervous. And it was at 2005 (laughs) Bahrain that that temperature was recorded. So the hottest F1 race ever, at least so far. 400 points on the board. Matt, choice goes to you then. Uh, Let's
1: do back in the day for 100.
3: Okay, so this driver was the first to win a Grand Prix using a semi-automatic gearbox.
1: Beep, beep, it.
3: We should have that Uh, one. Who is Nigel Mansell? Correct.
1: Jacka Paragua. How do you pronounce that track? Jack uh, Something like
4: that. that isn't the, that the one where he booked a flight home early because he thought the gearbox wouldn't last?
1: Yeah. And uh, they later renamed it Nels, the Circuit Drum on Nelson PK. I can never pronounce what they used to call it, though. Jacka uh, Paragua.
2: Yeah. Sounds close enough to
1: me. Yeah, it's really not, it's really wrong.
3: <laughs> like I said, it sounds close to me. doesn't mean it's right. One of those words you look at it and still can't figure out how to say it for sure. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't think I've ever heard anyone pronounce it either. All right, uh, Christian, Let's keep it going with back in the day for 200. Okay. So Gilles Villeneuve is perhaps best known for his tenure with Ferrari, but he made He's, his first F1. Uh, 40 even? Got it. Go for it.
4: Uh, who is McLaren?
3: Correct. So for everybody who can't see the question and has to hear it, uh, the question was, Gilles Villeneuve is best known for his tenure with Ferrari, but he made his first F1 start for this team at the 1977 British Grand Prix, and the answer is McLaren.
4: Hey, Hickey's really good at this stuff, so I got to get my my shot in while I, while I can. So I if it means cutting you off, I got to cut you off, man.
1: I was not going to get that one, to be <laughs> honest.
4: I do a lot of scrolling through Wikipedia um, randomly, so I have a bunch of these useless facts built up
3: um let's keep it rolling 300. All right so the assets of this team were purchased by four-time champion go ahead uh
1: what is Lige?
3: Correct so Lige was what uh Alan Pross Pross purchased to create his own team.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah sorry should we make a rule that he has to finish the question before we can beep? (laughs)
3: Yeah, at least so. Uh, like I read slow. I didn't even get to read the entire
2: question before the answer was already complete.
1: <laughs> I heard assets and Alan Prost, and he didn't have too many assets. So you know, my my That's mind just jumped fair. to Liege.
3: Starting to think my questions weren't hard enough, but so far these are not the hardest ones I wrote. But we'll I mean, see as we go on. Look at my score and say they probably still are. So we're we're with Christian at eight hundred and Matt at seven hundred. Host Mike bringing up the rear with zero so far, but uh, that might change.
1: Mike, do you got to like uh, go mow your lawn or something? I wish. <laughs> okay. Uh, overlooked and obscured for a hundred.
3: All right. So many can name the drivers at the top of the all-time list for most starts, but this driver actually holds the record for the most race starts finished. Beep. Go for it, it is
1: Giancarlo Fisichella? Nope. Ah, my soul.
2: I'm not even gonna try on this one.
1: I have a, can I have a secondary, like not as for points, but if nobody wants to answer, can I have a second guess?
2: Sure. Why
3: not? So wait, are we are we losing points if we're wrong or no? No, Matt lost the points for getting it wrong on the first attempt, but
1: I My guess if you want to down. steal
3: it, then you can try. Yeah, his score didn't go down. I suppose. Oh, okay, there it is. Okay. Oh, we're you.
4: good now. Um, yeah, I'll punt.
3: Yeah, I'm out.
1: I think it's. Is it Barrichello then?
3: It's actually Raikkonen.
1: Oh, wow. At the end of last season. Goodness.
3: And I saw two different sources that it's 260 or 267, depending on if you count starts or just races entered. But uh, yeah, Raikkonen apparently now has the record for most races finished.
2: All right. Christian, I think it's back to you. Uh, I thought it was Matt still.
1: Yeah, oh, I suck. Uh, let's do, what is it, Out of the Ordinary? Out of the Ordinary for 100.
3: All right. So Marlboro, best known for their long association with McLaren, was concurrently the title sponsor for this team from
4: 1980 to 1983. Beep,
3: who is Alfa Romeo? Correct. Nicely done.
4: Thank you, sir. Uh, okay, out one. of the ordinary, 200.
3: So this was the most recent F1 race in which the leader finished more than a lap ahead of the field ultimately coming home two laps ahead of second place Olivier Panis. Yikes.
1: I think the notable part there is that Olivier Panis once finished second. (laughs) Uh,
2: I feel like I saw this on YouTube somewhat in the last year, and I still don't know.
4: Yeah, I mean, once you say it, I will probably be like, oh, yeah,
3: but yeah,
4: can't think of it now, so.
3: All right. The answer is ninety-five. Australia. Damon Hill won by two laps. Wow. In the Williams. Gotcha.
4: I knew it was Damon Hill. I just didn't know which race.
3: Let's try another one then. Let's go for it.
4: Um, hmm.
3: Let's
4: do just go the same category three
3: hundred. All right. So the car number one is usually reserved for the reigning world champion, but this driver's car carried. The number in 1974 as it was not used by Jackie Stewart, who had retired at the end of the previous season.
1: Matt Troy Rutman
3: <laughs> Nailed it. No, I'm just kidding. I think Troy Rutman goes back to like the 50s.
1: I was just drawing a, a name of a champion that I knew from the past. I'm just having fun here. <laughs> I don't know.
2: There's an Indy 500 champion.
1: Mike, it's better than your zero guesses you've made so far.
2: That's, that's fair.
1: It's easy is for you to laugh. No, nah,
4: I'm, I'm good.
3: You're, these are getting harder. <laughs> All right, the answer is actually Ronnie Peterson had the number one uh, JPS Lotus in 1974, even though he wasn't the champion.
1: I lost 300 on
3: that one. Um, track facts, 300. So, for many years, the site of the British Grand Prix alternated between Brands Hatch and Silverstone each year. However, this season saw the last time the British Grand Prix has been held at Brands Hatch. Beep. What is forward,
4: 1986? Question. Yep, exactly. Oh, let's go.
1: <laughs> I remember when Christian was downplaying himself? That was cute. <laughs>
4: yeah. Um, 200 track facts.
3: United States Grand Prix was held in this location prior to moving to Indianapolis in 2000. Beep, beep. Matt,
1: Mike, why are you raising your hand? I to... <laughs> uh, what... You
2: said beep, so I just like went to the next closest thing I could think of doing.
1: What is Phoenix?
3: You got it. I expected that to be a little bit more difficult because there was a long gap in between, but no, you guys are too good for me. All right, Matt, you're up for your uh, category track choice. Facts for 100. This country hosted its first Grand Prix in 2004, an event that was eventually won by Rubens Barrichello for Ferrari. Beep. Beep. That was like the same time. I don't even know who to pick.
1: Ty goes to in last.
3: <laughs> All right, there you go. Ty goes to
1: <laughs> What? Shut up, host. How about you beep in once in a while? Uh, What is China?
3: Correct more points for you so now you've got half of christian's 1200 and host mike still with zero we're going to get you to answer one of these questions at least at some point
2: i had phoenix i just wasn't quick enough
1: uh let's do um hall of shame for 100 what is that what is that going to be the uge day an answer
3: <laughs> this driver holds the record for the most driving penalties during a single season with 10 oh he- Right, Christian. Who is Pastor
4: Maldonado? Correct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't know that. That
4: was that was honestly a guess, but it's like the easiest guess you can make.
3: I also have a fun fact there that he holds the record for the most driving penalties during a single race, with three during the 2015 Hungarian Grand Prix. Like I said, this is the Hall of Shame. These records are going to be fun to go through. Uh, let's do 200. All right, so this driver, racing for Arrows at the time, took Juan Pablo Montoya out of contention for what looked like a sure win by colliding with him at the O one one Brazilian Grand Prix. Beep. Schumacher? Michael Schumacher? Who is Michael Schumacher? Beep,
1: beep, 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 beep,
2: beep, beep, beep. <laughs> no, go for it. That was wrong, unfortunately, Mike. That's fine.
1: Who is Joss Verstappen?
3: Correct.
4: I feel like Matt's getting all these ties, man.
3: Uh, Wait, Mike answered first. I answered first. I was wrong.
4: Fair
1: enough. Oh well, no, we got to make Mike negative now. <laughs> uh, Hall of Shame for three hundred.
3: This driver holds the record for the most retirements during a single season, racking up a brutal fourteen DNFs in sixteen races during the eighty-seven season. Beep. Christian,
4: who is Andrea DeCesare's?
3: Nice one. Yes.
1: How do you know that?
4: <laughs> he holds the record for I might not want to give this away in case it comes up later, but he holds the record for most DNFs in his career. It's like something ridiculous, like 250 out of 300 races.
2: Yeah, it was pretty it's awful. Like IndyCar, and I could say Dale Coyne because that would be much closer to being right.
4: Uh, let's go 400. Hall of shame.
1: <laughs> Mike with the subtle shade. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Clearly quick, but often very unlucky. This driver holds the record of the most poles without ever leading a race lap. <laughs> That's tragic.
1: I've heard that I've heard Martin Runnell talk about this before, but I can't remember his name.
3: You guys all know who it is. Oh yes. Sir.
1: Beep, beep. It's um it's tail Fabi.
3: Yes. You nailed it. <laughs>
1: I remember that because he, he had a slick ride when you were at Benetton and then it just, yeah.
3: <laughs> exactly. he had two poles for Benetton that year and he actually had one the year before with Tolman.
1: Yes. And then Tolman turned into Benetton. So Michael Schumacher drove for Tolman. <laughs> um, overlooked and obscured for two.
3: This team is the last to use Yamaha engines in Formula One, ending involvement by the Japanese manufacturer, dating back to the 89 season. Beep. beep. Matt?
1: What is it, Arrows? We're right. Poor Damon Hill.
3: Catching up with Christian, 1400 to 1600. Don't
1: worry. My, my internet connection is better than Christian's. Uh, overlooked obscured for 300.
3: The 84 Monaco Grand Prix is remembered for Ayrton Senna putting in a masterful drive to close in on race leader Alan Pross in the closing stages before the race was ultimately black flagged, but this driver actually shared the podium with the two future juggernauts of F1, finishing third. I can't make the noise when the time lapses, but just picture that in your head or hear that in your head. It's Stefan Beloff actually, driving for (laughs) Kiro, finished third.
1: Yeah. I I was about to guess, and I was like, nah.
4: You should have guessed, Matt. I fully, fully supported that. Well,
1: thank you.
3: All right, Matt. I think back to you for Uh, the category
1: for five hundred.
3: Oh, okay. A backmarker staple throughout much of the nineteen eighties. This driver holds the unfortunate record of the lowest points to starts ratio, having scored only two total career points points over one hundred and eleven starts. No clue.
1: I have like another guess, but I don't want to do it on a 500.
3: Oh, Spike, want to take a stab? yeah, Mike. No, don't throw, why don't you just do it? There. Just
1: throw one out there.
2: Uh the the, the Cesare guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think I think, I think, think Andre and Cesare scored more points than this, actually. I want to say did, he
1: won a race, didn't he?
3: I think he's I, he won like twice or three times,
1: something like that. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, he, won so a he race definitely
5: scored more than two. The,
1: the <laughs> I
2: wanted to say William's story, but I, I wanted to at least name an actual
3: race car driver.
1: Someone with actual talent?
3: Yeah. All right. So um, the answer is actually Pierre Carlo Ginzani. He scored uh, fifth at the 1984 Dallas Grand Prix, which as you guys remember, if you watched that race, maybe five cars, six cars finished. So uh, the total two points of his career came at one race.
4: This man started 111 Grand
3: Prix. Yeah, mostly with Osella, I think.
1: Ugh, they were trash. Yeah, so
3: I've never heard of this person in my life.
1: Osella was terrible.
3: <laughs> Most of his record is the red on Wikipedia. When you look, it's the do not did not qualify or did not pre qualify, unfortunately. So yeah, that makes sense. All right. All right. They did get a little bit harder. So now you've got all these high-value questions left. Yeah,
1: can't wait for that. Uh, Back in the day for four.
3: Okay. So this American automotive icon co-founded Dan Gurney's All-American Racers team back with him in 1964. Beep. Christian. Who is Carroll Shelby? Yes. Let's go. And I just learned that, so
5: Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. Pipass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.
3: impressed that you knew that. That was partly You're
5: a
2: guess, but CD yeah, let's here. go.
3: Let's go with that. I, I knew that one for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. I had to throw in a bit of an IndyCar link with the Teo Fabi question in this one. You know, even though can't these aren't F1, F1 related,
1: because you know, IndyCar is talentless and F1 is god right did i get that right
3: yeah something like that yeah um let's do 500 okay so this one requires you to get both drivers correct to get the full points. so these two drivers currently share the record for the most wins during their rookie seasons with four each beep try it
4: who is lewis hamilton and jock villeneuve
3: correct
4: let's go wow nailed it proud of that one all right um overlooked and obscure for 400
3: okay force india celebrated their first pole position and podium with Fisichella bringing the car home in second at this track in 09 christian that was the tie for you guys yeah
1: mike you're not the host
3: is it me
2: i would say it was christian but i'm just saying that because i know it's bothering Matt.
3: Laughing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, in that case, I'll go. Uh, what is Spa Frankershaw?
3: Correct. All right. The points 2900 for Christian, 1400 for Matt, and still negative 200 for Mike. We got to at least bring you back to a zero. You got to get a, some points. Yeah. Is there a
1: final Jeopardy? Go
3: more... is, yeah. Is there a final Jeopardy? Yeah, we, we're going to do a final Jeopardy. Okay. <laughs> I'll Wait, like...
1: actually, in real Jeopardy, you need positive points to play. So, Mike, just sit this one out.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do overlooked and obscure for 500.
3: Okay. So, this driver holds the record for making the most pit stops on the way to winning a race, having made six visits to the pits once for a penalty during the 2011 Canadian Grand Prix. Beep. Beep. Matt?
1: What is Jen's button? Correct. Or who, what. Jensen is now a what. Um, All right, let's. uh, We got two left here. Let's do four hundo.
3: Michael Schumacher holds the record for winning the driver's title with the greatest number of rounds remaining in the season, having clinched his fifth title in 2002 with this number of races left on the calendar. Four. Mike? (laughs) Four. No, unfortunately.
1: Uh, beep. Matt? What is seven?
3: Nope.
1: Oh, beep. I was close.
3: Christian? What is six? Correct.
1: I knew it was the French Grand Prix. And yes. I was just French trying to Grand do the Grand math. I knew French, French Grand Prix was usually like ninth or 10th in the calendar. I knew it was like 16 or 17. So I kind of just took an educated guess.
3: So out of the There's ordinary no for 500. All right, so while often remembered for the incident between Schumacher and Villeneuve, the 1997 European Grand Prix at Jerez also saw the two title contenders qualify with an identical time of 1 minute 21.072 seconds. And they were coincidentally joined on pole by this driver who also he- scored the same exact time. Christian? <laughs> who is Heinz-Herald Frensen? Correct.
2: This is this is one I actually could have gotten. Kristen was just quicker. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, I think what my thought process was is this is a five hundred point question, and you're so far down that it wouldn't have even brought you to net zero.
2: So I uh, I figured I, I could take that one. That was mean.
1: So the fact that I have nineteen hundred points and have more than two thousand points than Mike is fantastic.
2: Yeah. I, listen I'm just here to make everybody's day better than my own because that's the way today has gone so far <laughs>
3: okay and so I can't even remember the way that, that it works on jeopardy do you guys hear the question and then bet or do you bet and then hear the question
1: bet and then question so I will be bidding uh, 1899
2: I'm gonna bid right. 600. <laughs>
1: Negative times um, negative equals positive. So that means he's going to be at plus 3,600 if he gets straight. That's that's some nonsense.
4: So are we locked in after we say what what we um, well, you what bet. we want to wager? We're, we're done. We're locked in. Can't change it? Yeah. Yeah. So Matt cannot change his wager? Correct. Okay. I'm going to go with zero.
3: Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's one strategy, I guess.
2: That's a unique strategy. That is, uh... all right. Let's well,
4: go. he said eighteen ninety nine.
1: I would just throw out some random numbers. I don't so know.
4: that means the most you can get to is thirty seven ninety nine.
1: Christian, are you thinking right now?
4: I am. It's quick math.
2: Yeah, you're asking the math major to do quick math. That's like not fair.
4: Anyway,
3: yeah, I'm ready. Ahead. Question. Okay. So this was one of the harder ones that I could find. Um, But we'll see if it actually uh, somehow fools you guys or stumps you guys. I'm not sure it will. Um,
1: Do you just want us to DM you our answer?
3: Yeah, that works.
1: I don't want somebody in the group going on our, our coattails here.
2: All right, I will send it in a text.
1: know <laughs> I was talking about you.
3: Okay, so... What was Raul Boissel's best finish in Formula 1? <laughs> what
1: did I bid? 1899. <laughs> uh,
3: 1899
1: is otherwise known as the year that host Mike was born. <laughs>
2: Rough. (laughs) I I am getting crushed left and right all day.
4: I'm uh, I'm trying to determine whether I want to do like a legit guess or like just something
2: completely absurd. I mean, you bid zero, so does it really matter?
4: Well, that's my that's my point. I'll go with those barber
1: tickets.
2: Yeah, I got two minutes.
4: (laughs) Don't worry, I have the website pulled up.
1: Chris has been trying all day to get barber tickets or whatever. The time was postponed look, and not postponed. Then, then it's just been a mess.
3: Look, right, so I I've got all the answers now.
4: I apparently you were supposed to receive an email if you went in 2019 and I didn't receive an email. So I'm ready for these tickets, man.
2: This email is sort of like William story buying 51% of an F1 team in 2021. Can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, things that actually didn't happen for 600. Yeah, we got one. I realize second. now that I was He's
1: supposed to give me tell you the primary sponsor for the for Ferrari. Is that, is that what's gonna happen here?
3: All right, the answer. I'm realizing that I the quick way I asked you the question doesn't give you the whole answer. You didn't you guys didn't give me where that result came, but we can just go with this. Okay. Oops. Which made it more difficult. But uh, this was a little bit easier since you don't have to tell me where. So, we've got, from Christian, Marble Boiselle's best finish in F1 was 52nd place.
1: (laughs) I don't think that's right.
3: Matt says 7th, and Mike also says 7th, and the correct answer is 7th at the (laughs) Long Beach Grand Prix in 1983. So, with double jeopardy, let's see. Mike basically ends up at (laughs) 0. With I'll double jeopardy, it. I'll take it. Uh Christian bet nothing, so his score is thirty-eight hundred. And Matt,
2: well, that's heartbreaking. Uh, Matt, you should have, you should have, you should have gone for it and tied him.
1: That's heartbreaking. Now, because I still got to say uh, I beat you by a ton.
2: I mean, that's not saying too much.
1: If I got that wrong, I was only going to get one point ahead of you. <laughs> that's not good enough.
2: Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, Christian, nice work. Matt, nice work. Thank you, nice Thanks, question.
1: Frenchy. Thanks, for hosting it.
2: Guys, yeah, I'm impressed at how much you guys got. I'm impressed that I even got one, and I got the last one. So
1: you um, got the right answer. Was the only. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: no, know, I, I, I will, I will, call it a win because at least I got something, and. I will call it a win because William story still does not own 51% of an F1 team
1: for now.
4: Well guys, I have some fantastic news. Do you need you your day? tickets? Your ticket? I have barber tickets now.
1: Perfect.
2: Congrats.
4: Thank you, sir. And that is
3: your prize for winning tonight.
2: <laughs> your prize for yeah, winning. I, I, I got my prize for
3: winning. Yeah, exactly. You have to go to Alabama. I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah. You get to go to Alabama. Jeez, Mike. <laughs> <laughs>
3: The most F one of places within the United States. Yes, F
2: one cars at Barber. Oh, that would
5: be how awful.
1: Bad would that be? Yeah, it'd be fun to like see them ripping around there if you were in person. But yes, on TV, good lord, it'd be pretty all right. Thanks, Franchi. It was really nice of you.
2: Yeah, good work, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you played along. Be back next week to make fun of verse Energy more, and I think that will be our only topic next week.
1: Oh, so, testing. So-
2: Oh, testing. Yeah, we can talk about how important testing is and and how vital testing results are. No yes. sarcasm in that answer whatsoever. For sure. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o.
0: plus